2: Good morning and happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis,
1: and I am Pastor Jolly John Lukumsky up here in Northfield, Minnesota. And I have with me Tim Schaeckel,
0: also also from, from Minnesota, Minnesota, Fire Lake.
1: <laughs> um, Matt, I, I I do you know I I I feel bad because I'm a guest up here. You know I'm a guest here in Minnesota, and and you don't want to grumble and complain when you're a guest. Can but they I te- do
2: have a, a bit. Can they tell you're What's not that, from man? around there? <laughs> so, you so, don't so, talk yeah. right. <laughs>
1: well, there you
2: go. You have The Southern Illinois accent.
1: <laughs> I'm working on it though. I'm working, I got some of the Minnesotan. Oof da. <laughs>
2: That sounds some of the very authentic, very authentic <laughs> it is
1: but 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 here's here 's my disappointment, so we told you about the giant cheese curds last week,
2: well, yeah, that was kind of the teaser for this week. You were going to talk about the giant cheese curds, yeah, yeah, i've been waiting all <laughs> week, know? John.
1: Well, you know, and this is the land of giants, right? We we have the Jolly Green Giant comes from Minnesota. I didn't know uh, that. Uh, uh, Paul I'm Bunyan the big. It's Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, big big blue. The the world's largest ball of twine is in Minnesota. Wow. But but it turns out that giant cheese curds are just like about the size of your thumb. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> you know, I was thinking maybe something like the size of a basketball, at least. Oh well, yes, yeah, or, or
2: even a, even a golf ball. <laughs> yes, yeah, something you at least you need a knife and fork to eat, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: But it turns out, no, we went to the restaurant and had the giant cheese curds. And it's just well, maybe like two thumbs, <laughs> but not not what I thought in terms of. I'm not sure who establishes the, the term giant, but it just was, did not impress me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's
2: still delicious on the same <laughs>
1: Well, this is true.
2: <laughs> what a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Tim says, they were still, still delicious. Busy. That's what matters. And they got and the it's
1: marinara dip and everything. He's just got to eat
2: more curds, I guess.
1: Well, there you go. Put them with some mini donuts in your set. I
2: don't uh, know, but just, maybe they wouldn't sell as well if they described them as thumb sized cheese curds.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's all marketing, isn't it? It's all marketing. Well, all right, enough of this foolishness. Do we have that hey, sound no, effect? No, there's no time for foolishness. <laughs> so we're, we're doing Second Timothy. Uh, and, and, and you want me to reread those verses that I, I read at the conclusion last week, Matt, because you said there was something you wanted to comment on that.
2: Oh, sure, sure. So again, from prison, last words, you know, in, in writing, most likely from Paul to his beloved Timothy, that young pastor. And and yeah, we, we touched on verses uh, five through seven. I uh, thought, well, yeah, maybe there's a couple more things we want to discuss. So go ahead.
1: So I, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. Here's Paul talking to Timothy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And you said you wanted to say something about the laying on of hands.
2: Well, I guess, you know, what's the deal here? uh, uh... So I'm reminded of the, this gift, right, through the laying of hands, um, the fan that into flame. I mean, it almost sounds kind of mystical here. Paul puts his hands on the guy, and all of a sudden he has this, you know, this uh, something that's being fanned into flames, and all these things. Well, what, what's what's Paul talking about here? What's the deal with the laying on the hands? Any insights?
1: Well, here's the here's the crazy thing. Tim, you had hands laid on you, didn't you? Yeah, I sure did. I had hands laid on me. How about you, Matt?
2: I, I, I did, yeah.
1: So we're still doing that crazy thing here, you know, how many, uh, 2,000 years later. So I don't know, Tim, uh, Tim, do you have any insights into that laying on of the hands? or?
0: Well, with concern to laying on of hands, you know, his initiation into ministry is one way of thinking about it, right? Just like right. it was for... Us, whatever that might have been, you know, is that his second missionary journey,
1: or do you? Do does anybody know? I don't know. That's a good point. What did do we know when they, they laid hands on him,
2: Matt? I don't know if it if we know exactly when that laying on of hands took place. And we know that he was really more or less installed as as pastor there in Ephesus, and that's where Timothy serves most of his ministry. But at some point, yeah, this, this laying on of hands.
0: Well, I mean, the, only, the other thing I can say about that is. uh, it's uh that paul seems to take pride in it right and uh they were in the trenches together so to speak for some time uh you know in greece and then again in in turkey uh and you know his companion in sharing the gospel
2: yeah
1: so what what take were you going to have on it man
2: well i think you know you you read about it a little more um you hear about it in first in timothy too and uh 1st Timothy chapter 4 and it talks about even the elders laying hands on on Timothy this pres, presbyterai you know that, that Greek word so this idea I, I think that it's it's the holy ministry, right? Sometimes we even call it the, the public ministry as a pastor and this a public laying on of hands to show Timothy, but then also those present, those who will be serving presumably as pastor, uh, that, yeah, this is this is God's guy for the job, that that this is who's going to be delivering those gifts of, of the means of grace, uh, the word and the sacraments. And so that, that public laying on of hands is certainly an a, a encouragement to Timothy, something for him to... to 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 remember, as Paul calls it, to his remembrance, but also to those that that he'll be serving, that, yeah, this is God's guy for the job. He's set apart for this special public service as a pastor.
1: Well, Sam, I'm thinking, I got Tim sitting here, and and he's in between congregations at this point. Sure. uh, And and yet he can go on, he can go and preach in another church if they've got a vacancy, if they're looking for somebody to fill in, uh, and that is precisely because hands have been laid on him it's not like just somebody could come off the street and say oh i'll I'll preach this sunday because it is kind of a formal recognition by the church as a whole that yeah this man is qualified to uh teach the word of god
2: yeah so i think for the the church at large to recognize that and to see yep this guy's qualified to preach he's been he's been ordained right um hands have been laid on him but then too i think it's also an encouragement to the pastor themselves to 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 timothy here that that paul writes to to. to the, Timothy sitting next to you, John, up there in Minnesota. Um, it's an encouragement to all pastors, I think, because he says, you know, call that to mind. Remember that laying on the hands, right? And then he also, the very next verse is for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So during those times when Paul, when Timothy's fearful and perhaps even timid uh, remember call to mind that laying on of hands right and that it's not just about you and it's not just that that God calls in the equipped but it's it's the well god equips the called that that he, timothy's been called hands have been laid on him and god is going to equip him and and continue to work through him so call to that to remembrance and it's almost as if paul's saying to timothy that is what's going to give you uh, a boldness uh in ministry and uh cast out fear
1: I, I like that thought matt because a lot of times as pastors we uh we we question we doubt how uh, things don't go the way we want them to Uh, Tim here struggling between congregations. And and I'd like the fact that God does give us these outside signs, these outward signs, rather, to to remind us, no, no, you are the man I have called. You are the man I have given this vocation. And and it's interesting because he does that for us as Christians in general, too. Uh, The laying on of hands is a specific blessing given to those who are in the ministry. But for all of us as Christians, we've got the baptism, we've got the Lord's Supper, I just think it's cool that the Lord doesn't just leave it up to our emotions and our feelings, but he says, let me give you some outward signs to remind you who you are uh, and and what I've given you to do.
2: Yeah, great point. So it's not just pastors, but yeah, in baptism, yeah, like you mentioned, all of us as Christians can have a confidence and fear can be cast out because that's who we are. Um, Yeah, yeah. I, I think of you know Luther's Sacristy prayer too. You know how even Martin Luther he says uh, basically, hey, I'm not qualified for this pastor stuff, <laughs> um, but but you've called me. The people need God's word and teaching. So since you've called me, since sand's have laid on me, give me the gifts needed to, to do this, Lord. Um, so uh, yeah, this reliance on on God's empowering as you serve as pastor and as a Christian, as a baptized child of God.
1: Tim, you got any other thoughts about that, or?
2: Um,
0: well, just with concern to the text, uh, that fan into flame uh, part there, the, the word there is a uh, anazapuro, uh, uh, and say that one more time, <laughs> anazapuro. Okay, thank you. So you get the word puro per- that that's a <laughs> that Minnesotan that's the fire part there. Okay. And then you can hear or you can see the word Zao, which is life. So you're rekindling life, so to speak. Uh, So I thought that was cool. And the other part, I don't know if we're looking at verse seven already. I kind of thought verse seven was cool. Also, because you have uh, so you're getting your everything's coming from God, right? All these gifts. Oh, yeah. Uh, And for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power love, and self-control. And I thought that was an interesting combination uh, for all leaders to have, you know, to have power, but not just power, but also love and self-control. And that self-control word kind of indicates wisdom and power being dunamis. You might think of uh, the gospel, you know, in Romans 1, you know, the uh, gospel of God, that's the power of God, uh, uh, Paul says. So I thought of that as well. But Great leaders have these characteristics, right? Power, love, self-control. You know, you might think of great people of the past, like Martin Luther King Jr. or, or George Washington or Lincoln. You know, they probably all had these characteristics. So I thought that was some cool parts of that. That part of the
1: text and Tim, I really appreciate what you said though that that 's right when the Bible speaks about power, certainly this is a, an indicative of uh, earthly leaders as well that they have these things but but the fact that you pointed out you no know, power uh, in in the Bible is the gospel that 's the power that paul has that 's the power that Tim has that you and I have, and that you have as well, Matt. Uh, and it's interesting. So there is a spirit of fear, though. So so we do wrestle with that. I think everybody, Christians and pastors alike, wrestle with that. But, you yeah, know, here's the thing that God gives I like that, too, Tim. These these are the gifts of God. That fear comes from our sinful flesh, but what God gives us and the power and the love and self-control. Um, Matt, shall we read on? Is there other things you want to comment on that?
2: No, I think it's great. I think that's a personal prayer of mine as a pastor and as a Christian is that, you know, Lord, bless me with the spirit of not fear, <laughs> cast that away, but of power, your power and love, self-control. I think that's a, a great prayer for any pastor, uh, like young Timothy uh, here in in Second uh, Timothy. Shall I read on? Yeah, let's read on. You know, Paul just keeps talking and talking. you know, in the English translation, there's not much of a break here in terms of sentences. It's kind of a big run-on sentence. So wherever you want to stop, you know, can maybe kind of the middle of uh, verse twelve is a good place. But if you want to pick up again with verse eight.
1: Okay, and, and I think it's interesting that he's talked about the spirit of fear, because now he gives the reason why we might have a spirit of fear. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light, light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do.
2: Stop there, but Yeah, there, at least we have a period that we can take a little break. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looking at verse 8. Um, so Paul's writing to his beloved son in the faith, Timothy. And, and think about, would, would this be the words that you would say to someone that you love, even to your own son? You know, would you say these words? You know, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, uh, nor of mine as a prisoner, but share in the suffering for the gospel of the power of God. So what is he telling Timothy there? You know, uh, I'm in prison. I might be killed. What do I want you to do? Well, I want you to, to keep on telling the gospel and be ready to suffer. You know, that's (laughs) that's right. That's pretty bold. And when you think about it, I think we would be tempted to say, you know, be careful out there, Timothy. (laughs) You might get caught or hey, don't don't be so public about about sharing the truth of God's word and that that stuff about Jesus, because guess what? The authorities, they're going to get you like they got me. You could die, Timothy. Be careful you know that's not what paul says but instead it's just the opposite sharing the suffering of the gospel uh, again by the power of god um so paul i think in in saying that has a sight set for himself and timothy beyond this life to as, as paul says elsewhere to that glory that's beyond comparing to our present sufferings you know his his sights are set on heaven uh, for himself but also for uh, for young timothy too
1: Yeah, and it's really striking because he concludes by saying, which is why I suffer as I do. So he clearly indicates his struggle and problems is because of the gospel, but but you keep on proclaiming it boldly. Um, Tim, you got any insights or any thoughts about that or those verses?
0: Um, Just kind of reiterate what you already said there. Uh, It does also stand in contrast to the false teachers that he speaks of later. So you know, in other words, don't be like those false teacher guys, but have courage. Uh, and he, you might even say, Paul may have said, "Like I had courage, and might not be a pretty thing, might not be an easy thing, but it's the important thing because it's the power of God, and it's about it's a life and death matter."
1: And and yeah. you're right. So the false teachers, they they would run away from persecution, wouldn't they? If, if there was something going wrong, they would quit proclaiming the gospel Uh, and that's what makes them false teachers or at least part of what makes them false teachers matt did you have other thoughts about that
2: yeah i mean just uh is is, the next verse too i think uh, he talks about god saving us uh calling us you know uh him and timothy but by extension us as well um but did you catch that in verse nine why god has done that why did he call and why did he save us
1: well, see, and that's the cool thing because of his purpose and grace, uh, not because of our works, and and I'm thinking about the children visual because we actually did this uh at the uh at Thy Strong Word a couple of weeks ago, Matt, and we had the children of visual, and, and of course, no, it's not by their works that they, they fought God every step of the way. In fact, God takes them to the promised land, and they say we'd rather die in the wilderness, and yet God brings that congregation, that people into the promised land, uh, not, not, not obviously the adults, but the children. The children are still brought in, which is a reminder it's it's never about our works. God's going to do what he does because it's what he said he's going to do. That's his purpose and his calling. And what a comfort that is to us when things don't seem to be working out the way we think they should.
2: Yeah. It's all about God's grace, God's calling. It's it's not because we're lovable or the things that we've done. It never was about that, like you pointed out, even the Old Testament. <laughs> you uh-huh.
1: are lovable, though. Oh, well, thanks, don't don't ever think oh. you're not. What,
2: what do you take off for Minnesota? Sometimes I wonder, but... <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think that's something as Lutherans, I think we, we emphasize, and rightly so. You know, when you look at Luther's meaning for the different articles of the creeds, the different parts of the Apostles' Creed, you know, again and again, he just reiterates that. You know, the the first part about the Father, he says, you know, God gives us all these things out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy without merit or worthiness in me, right? And, uh, you know, the second article jesus has redeemed me a lost and condemned person well we've got nothing going for us and certainly the third article about the holy spirit you know even on our own reason or strength we can't believe in jesus but but god gives us that gift right so i think you know as lutherans we we like to emphasize exactly what paul's emphasizing here that it's and he's called us saved us not because of our works but just his own purposes and grace like paul says
1: And, you know, I think Paul is reminding Timothy and and, uh, us as well that we can trust the words that Paul is speaking because he is the one who has seen the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ to abolish death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So this is not merely Paul's opinion or Paul's speculation, but this is coming from one who has actually seen Jesus who suffered and died and has now risen again and brought all this to you and me and all of our listeners as well.
2: Yeah, and because it's not our works, what a confidence we have, because our confidence now isn't in us, but it's in God's choosing of us, his grace uh, shown to us. Uh, that's something that's not subjective, but that's something that God, it's a sure thing, uh, something we can pin our hopes on and have faith in.
1: Tim, you got any other comments on that set of verses? or
2: uh, Just when you guys
0: were talking about uh, the Power of grace, basically, right? right. And uh, the part where it says, before the ages began, right? So it's yeah. always in part uh, of God's plan. He knew ahead of time and uh, he brought it to fruition. Uh, so he's got all things in his hands. He had it under control.
1: So that's kind of a cool thing, too, Tim. So if this was already set up before the ages. Like Paul, sometimes we get off the path. Sometimes we actually do things that take us away from what the lord wants but no the lord will always have his will in the end so yeah
2: yeah yeah i mean mean, it blows my mind you know that god would have this choosing and and even his grace shown to us uh, before the beginning of the ages incredible yeah
1: well it goes back to what we had earlier with about eunice and and uh lois uh, to think that this plan has been working out, that, that there are people in this world so that you and I could be believers. And right now, all three of us are people who God is using so that other men may know the gospel and the love of God and the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ. And that was all planned out. Not by our planning. We didn't plan it that way. I never thought about being a pastor when I was a young kid. Uh, but no, that was God's plan all along. So,
2: Yeah. All right. What well, do you want to move on, John? And maybe see if I, we can I would fit love in a to few move more. On. Okay, yeah, let's go through uh, verse fourteen.
1: Okay, so starting, in the, well, I'll start at the beginning of verse twelve, which is why I suffer as I do, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that He is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that are, you have heard from me, and the faith and love that are in Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you.
2: Yeah. So I I think that's interesting. Follow the pattern, the sound words that you've heard from me. Um, I think that uh you know Paul has set an example and certainly action, but also in words and the the word of the Lord specifically, and to follow that pattern of those sound words and I think it's it's just sort of maybe gives us pause as pastors and god 's people that the words that we use matter, and the words that we use especially in teaching the faith and instilling that to the next generation, those things matter, and uh, to use those sound words so that they may be uh certainly a pattern that can be followed and that can be uh passed on
1: well it tickles me i i've got a footnote here in my uh, translation yeah. that the word sound could mean healthy so they're healthy words healthy words they bring you spiritual health yeah just like yeah. giant
2: cheese curds healthy <laughs> cheese curds. <laughs>
1: no no health involved in that more in mini donuts that is not a health food but these words are these words are healthy yes yeah.
2: yes
0: Tim, any thought you had about those verses? Um, just that you, the sound words kind of alludes to the you know the gospel, the gospel, or the words of God, right? Right. So that and go, you know, which is the power that uh, Timothy and we all lean on, and so the words really matter. Just like in the first temptation. Words really mattered. You know, Satan's temptation to Adam and Eve was a, a battle of words, so to speak. And the Logos or the word becoming flesh, you know, you could spend all kinds of time, you know, focusing just on that part. Uh, but the words matter.
1: Yeah, that, that's cool, isn't it? So we've had all this talk about power earlier, uh, but the power is not in might or weaponry or armies, but the power is simply that, that word of the gospel. That's the thing that gets it done. I, I have to say too Matt, oh, we're almost out of time again, aren't we? Yep. Wow, that time flew by. I, I just just quick I, I think it's neat again that it's the Holy Spirit who's gonna do this. We we've been given the deposit, we've been given the thing to to watch over, but ultimately it's the Holy Spirit who will protect that and protect us as well. So that's kind of a comfort again. It's not God saying, I got well more you better be nervous and frightened because I've given you this important herd. And gospel but no no i've given it to you and in that word and by the power of the holy spirit you will be protected as well as all those around you
2: yeah beautiful truth that paul shares at the end of his life all right well this was fun thanks guys yeah tim thank you for being with us no, thank you see you next week matt